Hello and welcome to another episode of You Press Play News. I'm Jillian. I'm the editor in chief. Yeah, my name is Osman. I'm going to be a contributor for the University Press. I'm happy to be on board with you guys. Yeah, awesome. Welcome. And I'm Michael. I am the social media manager. There are currently two active COVID-19 cases, one on the Boca Raton campus and one on the Jupiter campus. This brings FAU's cumulative case count for this summer to 14. Palm Beach County's daily average for new cases has increased to 127 COVID-19 cases per day. County vaccination rates have plateaued, still sitting at about 48%. To combat this, Palm Beach County Department of Health is currently offering a $10 grocery voucher to those who choose to get a COVID-19 vaccine now through July 17th. To find the link for your grocery voucher, go to this week's COVID update on upressonline.com. The Delta variant continues its rapid spread through Florida with experts predicting it may soon be the dominant strain in the state. People are strongly encouraged to get vaccinated to protect against the virus and its increasingly contagious variants. Fully vaccinated Americans have a high degree of protection, including against the Delta variant, Joe Biden said in a news conference. Governor Ron DeSantis' first veto while in office gave power to local governments, allowing voters to make decisions for themselves. This is a stark contradiction to last week's veto, which overturns three referendums that locals had voted on. The three referendums barred cruise ships with more than 1,300 passengers from stopping in the Key West port. It limited the total number of passengers disembarking from cruise ships to 1,500 per day. It also gave priority to cruise lines with better environmental and health records. All three passed with 60% of the vote in November 2020. It was so egregious for the legislature to not only overturn a local initiative, but basically a local election, said Paul Owens, the president of A Thousand Friends of Florida, which is one of the 24 environmental groups who wrote a letter to DeSantis asking him to veto his bill. Owens also explained that one of the goals for the referendums was to limit the damage of surrounding coral reefs, stating that coral reefs are integral not only to the local environment, but also the economy. A spokesperson for DeSantis stated that limiting cruise ships in Key West would be detrimental to the economy, as many jobs depend on the cruise ships that pass through. The Sun Sentinel noted, however, that DeSantis' bill comes in the midst of a pandemic. Cruise ships have been largely shut down for a year. One of the biggest government servicers said Thursday that it will end its contract with the Department of Education this December. The Pennsylvania Higher Education Assistance Agency, also known as PHEAA or as FedLoan, has been contracted by the government to collect payments for the past 12 years. The agency collects payments from about 9 million borrowers in the United States. The agency is one of four that the Department of Education uses and processes more than a quarter of the total federal student debt portfolio. FedLoan was in recent years tasked with helping borrowers that were applying for public service loan forgiveness, a program that cancels debt for those that work in certain public sectors. FedLoan has drawn criticism for misleading borrowers about the eligibility qualifications for public service loan forgiveness. Earlier this year, it settled a lawsuit brought on by a Massachusetts attorney general that alleged it violated state and federal consumer protection laws. FedLoan's contract expires December 14th, and it's not yet known which company will take its place. The agency agreed to work with federal student aid until all borrowers have been transferred to another loan servicer, even if it takes longer than December 14 when their contract expires. U.S. employers posted a 21-year high for job openings, with 9.21 million job openings reported on the last day of May, up from 9.19 million openings on the last day of April, according to the Labor Department. Both of these would be the highest number of job openings since it began being tracked in December of 2000. In addition to the record openings, layoffs were down across the United States in the same time period. The number of workers quitting their jobs was down as well, but remained high. 
In May, there was one open job for every unemployed American, but the coronavirus pandemic, along with other factors such as unemployment assistance and retirements, have left employers searching for more workers and offering higher pay and other incentives to entice would-be workers. Job gains picked up in June, according to the government, with employers adding 850,000 jobs during the month, the largest increase since last August. Haiti has requested foreign aid from the U.S. and the U.N. to help it protect key areas like its ports after the assassination of the president, Jovenel Moise. A squad of foreign gunmen killed the president at his home in Port-au-Prince on Wednesday, plunging Haiti into a political crisis. Elections Minister Matthias Pierre said a request for U.S. security assistance was raised in a conversation between Haiti's interim Prime Minister Claude Joseph and U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken on Wednesday. Haiti also made a request for forces to the U.N. Security Council on Thursday, Pierre said. Quote, we were in a situation where we believe that infrastructure of the country, the port, the airport, and energy infrastructure might be a target, the minister told Reuters. In addition to protecting the ports and infrastructure, the foreign aid will make it possible for Haiti to go on with its September 26th presidential and legislative elections. Police in the country say the assassination squad consisted of 26 Colombians and two Haitian Americans. The two Americans, who are identified as James Salages and Joseph Vincent, are residents of Florida. They were captured with 15 other gunmen after a battle with police. Three fugitives are dead and eight remain at large. On Thursday, the White House pledged to send the FBI and the DA Department of Homeland Security to Haiti to see how best it could help. There's no explanation for how the assassins broke through Moise's security detail. Moise's regime had faced protests since 2017 with criticism aimed at his handling of the economy, corruption, and his ever-increasing grip on power. Moise's killing has sparked confusion about who is now the legitimate leader of the country of 11 million people, the poorest in the Americas. Joe Biden announced on Thursday that he will be moving up the date for the United States troops withdrawal from Afghanistan after a 20-year presence since October of 2001 in response to the September 11th terrorist attacks that left almost 3,000 Americans killed. Since then, there have been efforts to disband al-Qaeda, the group responsible for its attacks, and to prevent a Taliban insurgence. The Biden administration would go on to defend its decision by saying there will be no quote-unquote mission-accomplished moment. Biden would then go on to say that the mission was accomplished when SEAL Team 6 assassinated Osama bin Laden on May 2nd, 2011. Marco Avevanati, former lawyer who was famous for the Stormy Daniels lawsuit against former President Donald Trump, was indicted under the charge of extortion of the sports apparel giant Nike. It is said to be an estimated $25 million in extortion. He attempted to do so after he claims to represent a youth basketball organizer that was upset that the organ-based company ended its league sponsorship. According to a Manhattan United States attorney, Audrey Strauss, she says, and I quote, Michael Avavanati used illegal and extraordinary threats and betrayed one of his clients for the purpose of seeking to obtain millions of dollars for himself. Not only did Avavanati attempt to weaponize his law licensed celebrity, to seek to extort payments for himself, he also defrauded his own clients, end quote. The California-based lawyer is known for his attacks on the former president and his high praise by media outlets, where he was often referred to as being the next president of the United States, where he represented the porn star in her pursuit in suing Trump in alleged hush money after she broke a non-disclosure agreement that she paid $130,000 days before the 2016 presidential election. To keep quiet about their affair with Trump, Trump denies having an affair with Daniels. But the trouble is not going to stop there for the California lawyer, as he will be facing a fraud trial next week in Los Angeles, California, a second California trial later this year, and a different 
trial next year in Manhattan in New York City, where he is looking to get charged for cheating Stormy Daniels, born Stephanie Clifford, out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. The California lawyer is now ineligible to practice law in the state of California, and he is sentenced to have 2.5 years in prison for the extortion of Nike. Early in the year, there have been efforts to combat GOP voting laws that some Democrats, whether in the state of Georgia or the United States, would say it is a redux of Jim Crow laws related to the laws in the, in the South that crippled the rights of African-Americans as placing them as second-class citizens, including curbing their right to vote, which was overruled in the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Since then, GOP representatives in Georgia ensured that the state would make it in, into the tightening of regulations of voting, such as asking for voter ID, expanding early voting, making it a criminal offense for outside groups to give free food or water to winning voters. But not everyone is a fan of it. Since then, Major League Baseball, where it is headquartered in the state of Georgia, has agreed to move its all-star game, which is set to take place this weekend in Denver, Colorado, where the city in the state has a significantly weaker demographic when it comes to Blacks in the area, compared to a stronger percentage of Blacks in Atlanta, Georgia. One of the ads that are going to be run during the games, according to The Hill, quote, baseball's Midsummer Classic, the All-Star Game, the $100 million boost to Georgia's economy, thanks to wokeism by Democrats, end quote, according to The Hill. Dozens of corporations have donated to Republican politicians who refused to certify the 2020 election, but no one has donated as much as Toyota. Data shows that the motor company gave $55,000 to 37 GOP members this year. We do not believe it is appropriate to judge a member of Congress solely based on their votes on the electoral certification, a Toyota spokesperson said in a statement emailed to Axios. The revelation around Toyota's donation and the subsequent statements from the company sparked outrage. A week later, Toyota has issued a new statement. Based on our thorough review, we decided against giving some members who, through their statements and actions, undermine the legitimacy of our elections and institutions, said the spokesperson. The Tokyo Olympics will be played under a state of emergency with no spectators allowed at any venue in the city of Tokyo due to a state of emergency because of the coronavirus pandemic. Japanese Olympic Committee Member Seiko Hashimoto said due to the pandemic, organizers have no choice but to hold the games in a limited way. There are 42 total venues listed for the Olympics, with 25 being in Tokyo. Three prefectures near Tokyo, Chiba, Kanagawa, and Saitama, will not have spectators at Olympic competition venues. Miyagi, Fukushima, and Shizuoka prefectures will allow venues to be filled to 50% of capacity with a maximum of 10,000 spectators. On Thursday, Japanese Prime Minister Yoshide Suga confirmed the games would be played under a state of emergency. The number of infected cases in the area, including Tokyo, has been increasing since the end of last month, said Suga. The state of emergency will run from July 12th to August 22nd, which encompasses the entirety of the games. Tokyo reported 920 infections Wednesday, its highest since May. And to wrap it up, starting with sports, Tampa Bay is now the new city of champions. Months back, we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning their Super Bowl for the first time since the year 2002, and that was before Tom Brady and the Lombardi Trophy met each other. The Lightning are now back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champions in their third Stanley Cup. They took down the Senator Story in the Canadians to Montreal, Canada, who finished fourth in their division and were going to face their rival in the Maple Leafs, shutting out the Jets, eliminating the 19-6, but would fall to the Lightning in five. As for the latter, 
Meanwhile, the Lightning had a season where they had more to prove than anyone. Despite the end result, they started out the division in th third in the division. Where the team is just above them was the Florida Panthers. But just like Brady says, regular season doesn't matter. It's postseason that matters. As the Lightning will go on to maul the Panthers in six, blew away the Hurricanes in five, but the Isles pose a serious threat as it is posing a rematch from their Eastern Finals bout a year prior. They would skip the Isles with a 1-0 victory in Game 7. Everyone knew who the winner would be in the Stanley Cup, but the matter was how many games it would take. Despite a Game 4 win for the Habs, the Lightning's superb defense did wonders for them as they would win 1-0 in Game 5. The MVP, or the Conn Smith Trophy, would be awarded to Andre Baliski, goaltender for the Lightning. It was known for his clutch games, which he did not let up to the Habs' momentum when it counted the most. Congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Press Play News. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and more information.